Hey, welcome to Father in Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegrift, and I'm not the perfect dad, but every day I am trying to be better. Thank you so much for being with me today. I'm going to share with you an interview that I did with a friend of mine. His name is Ryan O'Neill. He is the founder and CEO of a company called Curate, and they are streamlining event management for small businesses. So he's not just an entrepreneur, but he's also a dad. And his company finally got its kickstart three months before his first son was born. So he has been overseeing a startup company, which requires a whole lot of time, all while being a dad, and he's done it successfully. So if you're a dad and you have a dream, you have a vision, you have a company that you want to start and you think that your kids might be a hindrance to that, he's going to share a wealth of knowledge with you today that's going to, one, inspire you and encourage you and let you know that just because you have kids, that does not mean that you cannot pursue your dreams and your goals. So let's cut straight to the interview, and I hope you enjoy it. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for being with me. I'm really excited to have you on the podcast today. Yeah, I'm excited to be here, man. Love what you're doing. Yep, thank you. Uh, It's always fun being a dad, and it's always fun getting to um, see other dads, uh, especially when they were friends at another point. Uh, You and I were friends through a program and a ministry called Bible Quizzing way back when. And the thing that is admirable now, but back then we probably mocked you for it, was your tenacity uh, to always be better, to always kind of move the bar. You were the guy who was constantly walking around with your verse cards. And I know some people might not understand the jargon here, but you were always <laughs> walking around with your material and your content and you're going through chart work and you're quoting your verses constantly. Everyone else was trying to have a good time, but you're like, no, I, I, I can learn a little more. I can be a little better. And um, that quality and that attribute has certainly carried on in different endeavors in your life. Uh, business, I think, is one of them. And I think this is a cool thing because there are a lot of There are a lot of young people, let's specifically focus on young guys who in our culture today want to be doing their own thing. They want their own business. And there's so many people who are influencers who say, yeah, now's the time to do it. Go, you know, make your mistakes and and have fun. And there's probably some truth to that. I'm not going to deny it all. But, you know, you get married, you want to have a family, you have kids and there's different factors that come into play. One of, the, one of the big things that immediately comes to mind is the risk factor immediately increases because sure. it's not just you. And, you know, it's one thing if you're like, okay, I can eat ramen noodles for the next month. I'll, I'll be okay. <laughs> but, you know, your kids can't do that. Your wife definitely is not going to do that. Uh, and then at some point, the time factor becomes a big deal because if you're trying to start a business, it requires a lot of time. And even if you've started a business and it's a startup, it still requires a whole lot of time until you get to a nice little cushy point. And even then, as a founder and CEO, there's always a lot of responsibility. And there's, you know, even more risk in a sense, because it's not just about your wife and kids. Now you have employees who have families and there's this huge trickle down effect of all these people who now rely on you in a sense. So we're going to talk a little bit about that because You've navigated some struggles and some challenges, and you have found yourself uh, in a place where you want to be, and you're still pushing and going further and being that same Bible quizzing Ryan uh, that we all know. And, you know, appreciate the friendship, and thank you again for doing this. But here's what I want to start. First off, you're a dad, so let's get the basic information out of the way. If you'll just tell us 
how long you've been married, how many kids, how old they are, and then I'll give you an opportunity to talk to us a little bit about Curate and just tell us what it is. Yeah, for sure. So um, we, uh, I've been married since uh, September 18th, 2010, so 12 years now, going on 12 wow. years now. And uh, first, my first kid was 2016, Oliver. He's six years old. It's actually his first year in quizzing, so I'm uh, <laughs> super excited about <laughs> that. Yeah, he's five years old. He, we did quizzing for one quiz about uh, two years ago when he was three, the 2020 hit and all that. And then, yeah. But this year, he's doing a great job. I actually have a... a cool a um instagram account i just started called quiz apparent q-u-i-z-a-p-p-a-r-e-n-t just showing like as a parent here's how we learn verses and, and we me and him have a fun time doing that um cool. i have a, a four-year-old um named jude and and then i have a one and a half year old named maddie a little girl and so it's been great i wouldn't trade it for the world my, my, my family's everything for me for sure yeah Absolutely. So tell us a little about about Curate because this is the this is the bread and butter. This is this is what this is where you're at now. Founder and CEO of Curate. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, for sure. So Curate is um, I, the shortest way to say it for people who are familiar with this term is for the anti ERP. Um, there's something called an enterprise resource planning that these enormous companies spend millions of dollars to try to get their all the pieces of their company working together. 70% of the time it fails. Everybody hates it. Um, but they have the money to do it, right? We're doing that for small businesses, specifically small businesses who have uh, pr proposals, who have a production process, who need to determine their profitability. So <clears throat> you think florists, think caterers, think, um, you know, dreaming big here, you know, we're, we get into it interior designers we could potentially get into landscapers right our focus right now is in the event space absolutely um it's where my my wife and i come from we come from the the wedding and event space uh specifically on the floral side um but that's the thing for us is like how do you tie all these small pieces of a business together when these large corporations are paying millions of dollars and these small businesses don't have access to that to try to build a system. So that's where we come in is, is asking that question. How do we help these people easily connect all the small pieces of their business? So for example, um, one of the things that grew my wife and I, my wife and I actually started a business together, Twisted Willow Design. Um, she was the, the genius behind it all. I was just the business guy who put up the website and took credit. And um, she, she would have these people come in and part of what drove her business. And, and really like, if you look at the kind of the macro, the macro story of curate was in, Pinterest and Instagram were created in 2010, same year we got married. And all of a sudden these people didn't want, um, you know, bouquet number seven out of this book that looked like it was 30 years old at their florist, right? They yeah. saw something online and they said, I want that. And so my wife started having these photos being brought in of these crazy things from the underbelly of Pinterest. And they're like, hey, can you make this for me? Well, she's like, I could do it. But then she has to figure out, well, how many flowers go into that? What are the price of those flowers going to be, right? Um, can I actually make money on it? Or am I just going to be doing it for the fun of it? And so there were some really tough questions for us as a small business that we were experiencing that we were like, there's got to be a solution. And there just wasn't. So we started creating it. That's kind of the story of it. Kind of one of those kitchen table moments. My wife had all these papers all across the, the table. She had a, a spreadsheet that looked like Dr. Frankenstein created it. She had an invoice <laughs> software. She had all this stuff. None of it talked to each other. It was kind of that moment that we were like, oh, there's a way to tie these together 
so that I have one system kind of tying all the pieces of my business. And, and it just has grown there as we've had other industries who've, who've been interested in using our software. That's cool. And it all happened overnight, basically, right? Just You just woke up the next morning and it was there. Yeah. 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 yeah it said no one ever. So um, let, let's, let's take it from this point. I want you to you know, drive the story here because it's your story and it's a really neat story. So you're married in 2010. You have your first son in 2016. So leading up to that, at what point... At what point were you thinking, I kind of want to raise the bar as far as my profession? I, I want to I do my own thing and not necessarily be tied to what I am tied to now. So uh, for like nearly all my life, I've just had this idea of like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to own a business. And um, I still remember like I, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I kind of just in the back of my mind knew like I'm going to know how to program someday. I'm gonna, and I just, I never did for the longest time, um, but I just kind of knew it, you know? And so I just started so many businesses and just, you know, uh, for for kind of this, you know, coming out of coming out of Half Moon, Arkansas, any of them, I guess you could say, is like this is successful, right? Yeah. They're just these small little businesses. My dad, you know, my dad made thirty five thousand, forty thousand on a good year, right? So this is my bar, right, of of, of sure. where I can go, and um, and just had so many things I tried. I just kept trying stuff, and it's kind of it's the same thing with quizzing. Kind of the, the 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 joke there around quizzing of how hard I tried, and when I when I look back, I realized I didn't have like really experienced coaches helping me. I didn't have parents sure. who had been in quizzing all the time coaching me. I was I wasn't the kid who came in in junior quizzing. So the only tool I had was tenacity. It's like okay, let's let me just try harder, right? Let me just yeah. try harder. And I don't, I'm not mean or mad at myself. I just always. I didn't know any other tool to become better than I'm just going to yeah. put more hours into it. And so I just did that with businesses. I just kept trying. It's like, okay, something failed. Didn't work out. All right. Well, what's the next thing? And I just kept yeah. getting back up from them. <laughs> and um, on to this business, I still remember my accountant. I had met an accountant, which by the way, if you're ever thinking about getting a business, find an accountant, find a good accountant that you that, that costs you more money than you want to spend, right? If you if you're comfortable with how much your accountant is telling you, then then it's not a good enough accountant. Um, <laughs> and so I just ran him to accountant on this golf course. He was about as bad as I was at accounting. He was at this large firm, and he worked with us like it, as we slowly grew. But I still remember the conversation I had with him about it was Stem Counter that became Curate. He was like. He literally said the words to me at lunch. He's like, so are you just going to keep trying ideas till one of them works? And it was literally as I was talking about this great idea called STEM counter and, and, and whatever. And so, um, yeah, the answer is yes. Yes. I yeah. just kept trying until, <laughs> until something fit. So I don't know. I guess a long, long answer to a short question, but it, it was something I kind of knew that was going to happen. And I just kept trying different stuff um, and learning more about business from not really having somebody there to train me, but just doing my own work and legwork. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you mentioned earlier that it was something that, you know, it was tied in and related to what your wife was doing. So it was basically an, an answer to a question that in a sense almost wasn't being asked. Um, But at this point you had a kid in 2016. So, at some point before that, you and your wife are also having the conversation about starting a family. So after you're married, what was the plan? How far into the marriage were you thinking, okay, let's start having kids? Well, the, the, 
we said two years. And then okay. six years later, we hadn't had kids. So um, we, we were like, yeah, probably two years. You know, we got to two years like, well, maybe four years, maybe five yeah. years. And but even with her business, we re- literally like we structured her business in a way where she was able to take off whatever weekends we knew three months ahead of time, whether or not we had any weddings for a weekend or a week. And we were able to sure. plan our travel as a family and really control our schedule. So that was actually pretty integral, even in setting up her business. And that was what I would term a successful business. Um, but part of that conversation started, you know, even before we started her business. So way before Curate, it was just like, okay, how do we make sure we're doing things in a way that our family can spend time or can have control of our schedule? Um, and then that led into uh, to curate as well. Um, I was working at, um, for those familiar with it, um, at, at the headquarters building of our of our, our church organization, mm-hmm. and. Um, but I, you know, had again always these ideas and things that were coming up, and and as my wife and I started experiencing this problem, to your point, one of the, you know, investors always want someone who experienced the problem. Like you'll have a million ideas, but until you're experiencing something that you or somebody you're close to goes through, that's when you start like getting real real solid ideas. And so as we started seeing that, you know, obviously it became a big thing for us to ask that question of like, hey, you know, we know we're going to be pregnant. We didn't plan on it. We weren't attempting. To, to get pregnant, it, it just happened. I went skydiving one day and we planned on taking the test after I got done skydiving. Why we thought that this was a good course of action, I don't know, but... Um, the typical way I, it usually works. <laughs> <laughs> my, my birthday, July 6, 2015. And so that's that's when I found out we weren't even... At that point, we had some like beta users on our program, but we had a failed Kickstarter at that time. We didn't even get the Kickstarter in it, but I emailed all the people, again, tenacity. I just emailed all the people out the Kickstarter that and said, hey, if you still want to give money, I'll, I'll take it and we'll give you access to the software and um but july 6th i uh you know went skydiving then we we took the test after and we found out that we were pregnant and then uh that obviously led into a lot of questions of like i had intended at the end of the year to move full time and so could we afford it um and we were big dave ramsey fans so we outside of our house we had been completely out of debt um we never made a lot of money and we're talking forty thousand for our family uh so we we it, it, that that's a lot for some people but for us with a family we we just you know yeah we had always tried to be really really smart with our finances so whenever kids did come so any of these listeners out there who are thinking about having kids in the future get, get on your finances as soon as you can yeah. um yes <laughs> so that was some big big questions for us because i had intended at the end of the year to move to a down in salary to take a decrease so i could go full-time with the company um and everything worked out the company grew dynamically once i went full-time um and so it it, it worked out um but yeah i was on that i was i was at about forty-five thousand until like what year is it till like 2000 something like that yeah. i was i was still making forty five thousand the whole time as i was growing the company so we stayed pretty lean in our experiences sure. as a family um but again, on purpose, we try to be very intentional about where we spent money and how we spent money so that we could support a family, but still do what we were passionate about, you know? Got it. Yeah, very smart. So you're expecting your first kid. At this point, things were not in the place that you wanted them to be, right? I mean, Curate was not, it was not yet official when you know, hey, we have a child that's coming. Right. So how did that make you feel? Is there, was there some reservation? Was there ever a thought of, 
I'm going to be a dad. There's going to be another person running around. Maybe now's not the time. Did you ever question that? <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't know that I did. But I've, again, I got a weird personality. I've got a very, a very weird personality when it comes to that. I just kind of knew. Okay, but you know, we'll figure it out. We'll we'll have to figure it out. Um, it's funny you mentioned earlier about you know the the, the childhood and there's this there's this book called um, Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell, and he talks about like the richest people in history were were born in clusters, right? You look at the top 100 people that were the rich people and they were born in clusters. So like between 1954 and 1956, Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, Larry Ellison, the founder of uh, Oracle, all of those were born within this time. And people are like, why is that? Why, why, why are all these people that are so dynamically rich born within such a cluster? And the reason is because in like 1972, 73, uh, this will. This is tech nerd stuff, but the OS 360 came out um, from IBM, uh, which was the ability to create a modularized computer. Right, I can plug parts together as opposed to it. So the reason this relates to fatherhood is because they were old enough. The all of these guys at that, that time were 18, 19, 20, 21 years old. They were old enough that they could be technical and successful at building their own computers. But they were young enough that they didn't have a family yet. Because if you were 25, 26, 29, you had kids. And so you had your job at Intel, right? And you, you just you kept your job. So it's kind of interesting because that is a pattern of, of fatherhood um, and parenthood where like it seems like with entrepreneurship, there's only like this, this sort of set set of years you can go. Whereas for me, I was like 30 at that point, had a family. Um, but Again, I was born in Half Moon, Arkansas. I, I didn't, I didn't have a lot of like super high needs from a financial standpoint of what I, you know, what I expected or what my parents expected me to make. So, um, I, I think that was part that that led to part of it. It's just again that some of the financial pieces we had done that I, I didn't have a lot of concern, but it it was something where you know the rubber met the road at that point like it, it i had to take actions with my company i had to you know every sale is no longer like hey it'd be nice if i made this sale but it was more like a, okay i gotta do this to be able to get where sure. i need my company to got it okay so it definitely becomes a big motivator and maybe you're a little quirky and different than most people and it wasn't like a huge contention it was more of a okay i'm, I'm just gonna i'm gonna be the tenacious person that just i gotta am. do it so, you just gotta yeah. do it Right. And so, you know, you keep pursuing that. And I know a lot of people have reservation about it. I know, you know, I, I've sat in a place where it's like, you know, I'd like to do this and I'd like to do that. And it's just like, but the more you think about it, and the more you say yeah. it, time just keeps passing by. And I'm like, man, I've got three kids, five, three, even one. <laughs> <laughs> this is a horrible time to start this. Yeah. Um, but I think it's unique. So, you know, you're in a bit of a different situation because you you found the success that you wanted or the start of the success that you wanted prior to your kids, you know, coming onto the scene, you're pregnant. Yeah. yeah. I had evidence, that, evidence of a success and I, you know, not a lot of like, Hey, I'm, I'm bark, embarking out and hoping this thing works. Right. So, you know, you went through your struggles and you, and you went through whatever else and you used wisdom to navigate your finances so that you could, you know, set everything up in a particular way. And you finally get to the point where you have kids but you're still in a unique situation because yes, you've found some some initial success with your company, but you're still technically a startup, right? And I think that this is still a point 
that can hurt men who are fathers and also have this entrepreneurial spirit about them is, you know, what do I do now? One, you know, risk is maybe mitigated a little bit at this point, but then there's this time factor because as, as a startup, you're still devoting probably just as much time as you were when you were just trying to get things off the road. So talk about some of the challenges of that. Has that, yeah. has that diminished at all, you know, as, as years have gone on now, now you've got, you know, six years worth of time where you've been a dad. Um, just talk about the, the time factor, if that was a challenge at all. Oh yeah, for sure. I, um, I had a full-time job at headquarters, you know, knew we were pregnant. I was working, trying to get this thing off the, off the ground. My wife, my wife and I had a company together with the twist willow design. So we were both working that I was working the Saturdays with weddings, you know, standing on a chair, trying to put together a chuppah. Um, so we were kind of, we were kind of everywhere on it. Um, and then also on my side, I actually determined not to raise any capital as well on, on this. I had tried another startup. I didn't tell that in my story, but it failed. I'd raised like 30,000 bucks and just failed. I didn't know what I was doing. And so I tried not to raise any capital on this. So it's not even like I'm like, hey, let me give this a year and I'm full time. So it really came down to saying, okay, like how do we get all these pieces together? And then even <laughs> even after, you know, I was no longer full time at uh, headquarters and I was full time on Curate, it's still that same amount of hours that I was spending to your point. In fact, maybe maybe even more so because you're always thinking, hey, what's the next step? Oh, I want to hire somebody else full time now. Okay, great. Hire somebody else full time. Like, oh, what's the next step? So there's always consistently this pressure on you. And so um, I, I I like to joke, my, my wife, she grounds me so well uh, because she doesn't she, she doesn't um, she doesn't play around with some things and family is one of them. And yeah. so she's like, you can work as many hours as you want, but you need to be back by four every day. And she's <laughs> like, wake up at whatever time you want to. But, um, you know, we're going to have dinner to get together. Right. right. And it doesn't matter that, that he doesn't, you know, he's six months old and he doesn't know that dinner's happening outside of the fact that food's everywhere. Like we're going to have dinner together. We're going to help put the kids that he spends time with the kids every night. And so that's become a really important part of our family is, um, and I would, I would do it. I would wake up at four 30 in the morning. I'd go to a Starbucks and I would, I would work for, you know, hours. And I would, I would do this even back when I was full time at, at, at headquarters, I would wake up in the morning, go work for a few hours. Then I would go into work. Right. And that was my, that was my thing. I just, I just had to put the hours in to, to, to make it happen. Um, and too many times people, feel that pressure, which is rightfully so. You have that pressure to put the hours in, but they compromise on other stuff. It's like, oh, I need to get some sleep, right? Or I'll I'll be controversial here. Um, I got to make sure I work out in the morning, right? Like, well, no, not if you're neglecting your kids, you know, like maybe you you can get a a dad bod if, if if it requires your time to start a company or be entrepreneurial and you got to make a choice between getting exercise in the morning or hanging out with your kids, there's not really a choice there. And so that sure. was kind of the, the, the piece that we had to, that I had to look at in this process was like, okay, the, 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 the time is just required. We, I don't have capital. I'm having to do it myself. Um, I'm, I'm, I've got a great couple people that I've begun to work with and relationships that, that, you know, have, can have continued through today of p- people that I started working with during that time. Um, 
but it really, really required that, that, that amount of time. But then, you know, I'd put the kids to bed and then it was back to kicking out more work, you know, and, and, and trying to get some of these pieces put together. Um, so, uh, but I I do appreciate my wife in that, in, in helping kind of set that barrier for me and, and make sure that we're, you know, keeping, keeping family priority, and, you know, weekends, making sure that, you know, mom gets to sleep in. Uh, one of the things we've done more recently within the last year is we, on Saturday morning, mom sleeps in, dad takes the kids, and we go to uh, to clean out the van every Saturday morning. I, and and so we'll, we'll go to this, this place with free, free vacuums. And so it's just kind of the routine. If we're in town, if we're not traveling, we'll, we'll yeah. load them up at 7 a.m. and go to Get by Starbucks, get half a hot chocolate to split between the two bigger ones, and then half a birthday cake pop for each of them, um, and then we'll go to 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 uh, to the vacuum place for the van. And so for us, it may seem simple stuff, but it's just kind of like, okay, this is the routine that's expected, and and it will required it to keep that relationship. Sure, yeah, and kids certainly need the routine. It's super duper important for kids, especially young kids, and it's really good that you have a wife who, you know, stepped up to keep you accountable. And sure. I think it might be even better that you submitted and yielded to that accountability that was put on you by your wife. Cause I know a lot of people push against that, but you know, it's definitely a partnership in marriage. It's definitely a partnership in parenting as well. Even though you had your wife, you know, help you establish this boundary, I understand it still requires a lot of time so were there ever moments, and I'll just ask you the question that I think every dad wants to avoid, were there, was there ever a time or were there ever times where in spite of all of that, you, you felt like a bad dad, like you're pursuing your own business, you're doing your own thing, and you think to yourself, maybe, maybe I should give more time to my kids, maybe I'm doing this wrong, just maybe felt convicted about decisions. I mean, just speak to that reality. Yeah, it's certainly there. It's certainly there. Um, and and I'm, I'm talking like I have everything together, you know, like, oh, this is the pattern that we do. Look at this. You know, look right. what we're doing. But, no but in, together. Yeah. In reality, that came from problems, you know, that came from realizing like, okay, I'm, I am staying too late. I'm, I'm staying it till six and it's never intentional. It's always like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to be home. And then I'm, I'm not. Right. And some of this is pre-COVID, right? So there's the, 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 the office environment. Some people still have the office environment. So I'm away from the home at an office. Of, of some sort um and and there's the thing is and it's still to this day there's always a reason right there's always a reason why today i need to to work a little bit more and i yeah. I've, we got this big thing happening in the company and I, I i gotta just work really hard on it and so um i i there are those moments right when you miss something and and they send you something and you see the uh, again my wife does a great job she sends me texts throughout the day we kind of have a code system like you know if she ever calls me twice that's then i know it's an emergency if i see two phone calls um but generally i'm gonna ignore everything throughout the day uh, not, i'm not ignoring it i see it but i'm not changing and talking with it right yeah 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 and so um so there are those moments when you see that and you're like you know what I haven't got to spend a lot of time with, with my son or I, I see them doing something that I didn't get to be involved in. Um, and I, I can't think of one in particular, but I do know like the beginning of the 4 PM thing started from some of that, you know, it started from this yeah. thing where 
There's just always a reason why I'm waking up at seven instead of five. And then I'm telling my family, okay, I, well, I'm, not, I'm not seeing you at 7 a.m., but I'm also not seeing you at 5 p.m. Um, <clears throat> and I remember, you know, my, my wife, you know, speaking again pretty plainly to me and, and me realizing like, okay, I'm, I'm missing out on some of the best years of your life. I, it, it, uh, Instagram is, it's, it's, Instagram is what it is, but you know, all the time my wife sees these emotional things like, Oh, we're going to miss the best years of their life. And it's so easy for me to like push that off as being super emotional. Like, ah, well, yeah, whatever. If we can just get out of diapers and stop having poop on the wall, like I'll take it, you know, like yeah. that's, that's a win for me, but, but you do get in that time. And, and, um, and so when you start to realize that, one thing that I read before that said um, the difference between people who felt like their life went quick and their life had a, it went longer, right? The difference between the two people are how diverse of experiences they had during their life, right? So if you just clock in and clock out every single day, your life just snaps by. And the more that you feel like three months just went by, that's a problem. Right, because if you didn't take a trip with your kids and you didn't do something unique with your kids and go to some place with your family, um, what's happening is you—it's kind of like the lack of memories that you're realizing, like you've been too focused on one thing. So that was a big, a, a kind of one of those big moments where you do realize you just like three months later, you're like, I don't, I don't know where, what happened to the you know month three to six of my child's life. Like I can't remember these specific moments, um, and there's a good chance it's not you know. It's just that you've missed it because you, you've been so focused on other stuff. So there's some other stuff that we've done specifically in that regard to try to, to, to build those. But um, yeah, there there have absolutely been moments where that, that have led to some of the patterns that we've built for sure. Sure. Yeah, but I, I do think that, that it's it's a great thing. It's a unique thing that, again, you set this curfew. Yeah, maybe your wife initiated it, but you agreed to it that, you know, 4 p.m., we're going to be home. We're going to have time with the kids. And so your remedy to that is, okay, I'm just going to wake up really early in the morning and that will be the time that I have to devote to this. And you structure yourself and you implement some discipline and you stick to it. Um, and I, th I think that's really important. I just, I'm going to confess, I'm not a morning person. So yeah. the idea of doing that, God, it's just like, it's, it's horrifying. And, you know, I've made this like consistent note in, in my phone to, you know, let's, let's try to wake up at six. Let's try to, you yep. know, bump it into five thirty and then I'll, I'll get there. I, I at some point yep. I, I'm going to do it, but you know, again, like you have an excuse for everything. My excuse right now is, well, I just need Amelia who is the one year old to sleep all the way through the night. And once she can do that, it's, yeah. like, it's like last night was horrible. This month has been crazy for us. <laughs> February 1st, someone in my family has been sick all the way oh, up. Yeah. There right now, every single day, yeah, someone has been I'm sick. There with it was you. me one day. Oh my word, it's been nuts. Like last night, it's like our daughter Reagan was throwing up. So, oh no, you know, we were up till midnight and then up at two o'clock because we thought she was throwing up again. And then the baby woke up at like 10 till four. And then I was like up at 6 30 because then she was really awake. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I cannot survive on sleep patterns that are so right. chopped up. But yeah, so that that's been my excuse, but and and I know we can have excuses, but I, I think I think it gets to a point to where you know you you've got to make the decision and you've got to set the discipline, and you know just out of curiosity, were there ever days where you missed your four thirty a.m. wake up? Oh time? yeah, 
Okay. Oh yeah. It's, it goes in like waves, right? So like right now sure. I'm not right right now. I'd say I wake up about six 30, um, yeah. but it goes in waves, right? You get this like super passion of like, all right, let me do this. Let me kick it. And then I do it for a month and then I would just like blow it. Right. And so yeah. it's, I was never like the super consistent, like, Hey, I'm going to, uh, I was super consistent in saying I'm going to, but not in, in yeah. doing it. It really, really took waves. Uh, COVID wrecked me, right, with my schedule and my, my pattern. Like, I, I just want to get up in the morning, go to Starbucks, and and I'm not I'm not a big Starbucks fan outside of the fact it's open at 5 a.m., right? Like, nobody else yeah. is open at 5 a.m. And so, like, I, I would just have this pattern, and then all of a sudden, I, I would... I would break it and I would miss it. And then I'm like, oh, I'm an idiot. I can't believe it. I'm always a Marine sergeant on myself. Like I'm never yeah. truly mad at myself, but I'm going to, I'm going to act like I am, you know? Yeah. And um, so, yeah, it, it, it's a consistent way. I, I wish I could be in it now. Um, but at the same time, you know, this is, and this is so hard because every relationship with your spouse, if you're, if you're not a single dad out there, if you're, uh, if you've got a relationship um, and, and you're, you're married, there's so many dynamics of that marriage that affect everything else, right? Like, um, again, you, you talked about which, which parent is up in the middle of the night, you know, who, who decides that, right? My wife and I right now, we, one night, one of us puts the kids to bed and tells them a story and the next night, then the other person does, right? And so we'll swap it up, but it's, you know, we, we, we have gotten into pretty unique discussions around <laughs> whose night it is, you know? And, and it's it. like, yeah, yeah. Cause there's these little things that you have. And, and so like with my wife and I kind of our again, relationship is like, Hey, during the work day, I'm working. Right. And she gets it. So long as I respect, Hey, the rest of this time, I'm going to be home. I'm yeah. not going to break that. So that has for us, that's work, but that, that doesn't work in every situation. And, and so, um, and part of the, the realization that you have to have is you married who you married, you know, like you can't change that. So you have to realize like, what is, okay, what does this work? Maybe it's not entrepreneurship for you. Yeah, I've known many missionaries or people who felt called the missions that didn't get to go because the person they got married to didn't feel it. And so you got to realize that's, that's your, your path in life. You got to figure out where, where that works. Because yeah. if, you know, if you and your spouse aren't on the same page and, and my wife and I are way too alike. We have very similar personalities, very type A, like let's get this done. Let's hardworking. And that can cause, again, cause other unique conversations. Sure. But if you aren't on the same page with some of those dynamics, then you're not going to have dependability in the other areas that you want to, to grow in personally or even, or even be a parent in. So, um, I, yeah, I'd say there's so much of it comes down to your relationship and, you know, who gets up in the middle of the night? Whose job is that? You know, and that's a, that's a tough question. Yeah. No, it's fun. Um, you just, I think the trick is to just take it one day at a time and keep pushing through it and sure. smile. Don't, don't, don't be upset. Um, okay. So let's, we'll get, we'll get close to wrap this up. Cause I know you've, you've, you've done a lot. Your business is, is doing well. You started everything, you know, essentially got the the ball moving as you know, there's this expectation of a family, there's a pregnancy, things take off in a good positive direction. Then you have a kid shortly thereafter, you're still in the startup phase. So you're still working just as hard, if not harder. And all while you're doing that, you have a couple more kids. So there's a lot that's been happening. But you know, you've stayed tenacious you have implemented some disciplines, even when you 
failed to follow those disciplines. You eventually pep-talked yourself to get back into following those disciplines. You've maintained time with your family by giving up some of your time for sleep. So you've made the sacrifices in, I'll say, smart areas. So because you've done this and you've still followed your entrepreneurial pursuits as a dad, what are some things that you get to do with your family, you and your wife get to do with your kids now because of what you've put yourself through and what you've made the decision to do with your business and your company? Yeah. Well, there's there's two sides to that. One is kind of the, the financial side and the other is the other really is the, the familial side. And, and obviously the financial can help the family, but um, I'll, I'll start with the financial, then I'll get to the more important stuff on the, the, the you know, the financial side. Again, we, we've been able to grow the company. We're at a point now that, you know, um, we're, we're big givers. And so we love every time I get it, if I ever get a raise, that means we get to give, you know, a, a, a more, more, to a, we have a giving fund. We have a bank account yeah. that's just giving. Right. So that's like, awesome. we love that. We love get to, I'll, I'll go to, you know, for on Thanksgiving, the day before Thanksgiving, I took my two boys to a local grocery store and we just bought people's gro- about 30, 40 people's groceries. Right. And That's it was awesome. just super, super fun to let my kids see that. Um, yeah. So like financial side, it opens up the door for you to kind of be the better parent. And um, we had, we had one time uh, recently here, um, we were at this Mexican restaurant in downtown St. Louis and we, we, you know, when you're parallel parking, you got to move ahead and then back into the spot. Well, we got the spot, we moved ahead and somebody literally went all the way from the other side of the street and parallel or perpendicular behind our vehicle. <laughs> so we couldn't take the spot. I mean, I've never had this happen before. And we were like, what did this person, like we couldn't figure it out. So we eventually just drove on and went and grabbed another spot and they were went into the restaurant. And so the only response to that is we had to buy their meal. Like, that's it. Like, it, we can't get mad, get, you know, flip them off, get, you know, yell at them. That's not going to change anything. And so we, we did. And we had the, and that's, that's the kind of dad I want my kids to see, right? That's the kind of family that we want to be. And, and the fact that we've been able to invest this time is, has led to that and opened up doors. Um, we, we get to travel a lot. And, and this isn't, we, we've traveled forever, even again, even when I, I was at, practically an entry-level salary for the type of role that I was serving. Um, it, we, we love traveling. And so we'll go somewhere for a week and we went to, we're in Washington right now. We were in Florida a week and a half ago. Um, my wife and I went alone to Mexico in January. We were in Belize in November. We, I mean, my daughter is 18 months old and she has more stamps in her passport than I had when I was 30. And Crazy. so for us, like, we just love traveling. Um, but we, we learned, a, we got a ton of hacks. We don't have a lot of money. We spend it. We, we don't spend very much money at all traveling because we had know so many of these hacks, very financial hacks, but we, it's important for us because it, it goes back to that memories thing. I said, like the more yes. unique experiences that you have versus like, come home, do the thing, do the other thing I do every night and then go to bed, right? Come home, do And you just, you get in this pattern in this rut. And so like, we've determined like, Hey, maybe we're in a different country, but a dad's working during the day. And at night we're just in another country riding in a golf cart around, you know, around Calle, uh, 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 called Calle. I can't remember the, the name of the, the bay, um, in Belize. Right. So we get to do these experiences. So that's, that's a big piece of it. Um, but I, the other piece of it too, was just that fight, the family commitment. If we hadn't made that commitment as early, 
we wouldn't be taking, we would have found other things to find enjoyment out of than family, if that makes sense, right? Like yeah. if we hadn't made the commitment, like your life just evolves in the direction that you make commitments. And so for us, we, we just have a blast. We love our family. They're, the fav- they're our favorite people to be around. Um, it, sometimes the most frustrating, but at the same time, like we love hanging out. And so the, the, the fact that we created that as, as something so integral has allowed us to let our priorities shift. So again, traveling, right. Um, doing right. things with the family, finding opportunities to hang out with the family. Our, our life has shifted around those. So I think having those commitments early on, I didn't mention this earlier, but my, my wife's dad was not present in her life, um, her entire life. Right. He left, left their family when they were, she was five, just horrible, horrible, scenario. She had so many horrible things that happened. It's a miracle that she is where she is. Um, and so for her, this is not just a, like, Hey, I, I want to do this because, you know, it'd be the good idea. It's like, no, I, I know the life that we live if we don't make these commitments. Yeah. And so wow. having made those commitments early on, um, have helped us build the things that we enjoy, um, uh, it being our family and being traveling together and spending time together. So yeah, I'd, I'd say that so those decisions early on led to both of those kind of paths that we get to enjoy as a family. That's really cool. Um, I'm going to allow you an opportunity to, you know, pass on some words of wisdom uh, as we wrap this up, but just to highlight some of the things that you have said. Uh, so if you've, so for the, the men out there who are dads, who maybe they have young kids right now and they still want to do their business. They still want to start or they're expecting kids like you were it requires some tenacity. It requires some discipline. You've got to have the right attitude of, I'm going to do this. I can do this. It requires sacrifices on your end that don't directly impact your family, as in, you know, I'm going to get up at 4.30 in the morning so that I can have this time when everyone else is asleep, and it's not going to be a, a big burden on my family at that point. Uh, so making decisions like that and pulling from your personal time rather than the family time. Uh, and then what you just said, you know, setting priorities ahead of success so that it almost in a sense directs your success so that yes, family is number one. Family is important. Now that we are successful, now that financially we look a lot different than we did, this is going to impact family. This isn't going to be, I'm going to go celebrate. It is, you know, if we're going to take a trip, most of the time we're going to take our kids. You yep. know, and you've got 18, just out of curiosity, how many different countries have your kids been to? Uh, I've got I've got this somewhere. Country. Hold on. Let me look it up. Um, uh, I'd say Oliver's probably been to 14 or 15. Maddie's probably been to four or five. Um, and, so. But she's 18 months. <laughs> yeah. 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 But that that but that's super cool, and it's cool that you know you, you establish some of these things early on, and then this has shaped the way that you're able to live with your success. I, I I think that is fantastic. So in addition to what you've shared, what are some words of wisdom? What's some I've been there, I've done that, and this is what you need to know to those dads with kids who still want to pursue that entrepreneurial side. What do you tell them? Yeah. Yeah. So the biggest thing is you got to, I truly feel this. You got to get rid of imposter syndrome. You got to be super 
super transparent about stuff. You, you can't go through. There's so many people that try to convince themselves a million things when they're trying to do this. They're, they're thinking, oh, okay, I can do this. I can do this when they know there's dynamics that are, are, are working against them instead of acknowledging and saying, okay, here are the dynamics that are working against them. Uh, be super transparent with your spouse and say, okay, here's, here's what I think this means, right, for our family budget or for uh, the dynamics of our relationship. Um, be super transparent. Like, again, if, if you're talking about I, – I define an entrepreneur as somebody who doesn't know if their thing is going to work, right? If you know your thing is going to work, you're a franchisee, right? You're just taking another idea that's got market proof and you're saying, now I'm going to do that thing, right? Yeah, an entrepreneur is somebody who literally says, okay, I'm trying this new thing from this new angle and I'm not sure if it's actually going to work or not, right? It's the unknown. So you are looking as a, as a father and, and, and a husband and an entrepreneur, right? Like if you're truly an entrepreneur, you're saying, I don't know if this thing's going to work and I'm taking some risk here. And sure. so because of that, you've got to be super transparent um, and, and, and don't, man, I've done it. I've lived a life where I tried to like always have good things to say about my business and like everything's going great and there's no problems. And it's just weighs on you. You hate yourself when you have to do that. So you got it. You can't carry that burden of being the only person who knows the problems that are going on. Um, and, and that's, so I've, I've probably gone too far on this, but like literally I'll, I'll straight up tell Go. people I was, <laughs> I talk, I talk with investors. I mean, these people that are looking at investing hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars in my business. And I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I hope y'all can help me with that. Cause I don't know. I don't know the answer to your question. What do you mean yeah. by that? Like it, literally, and it's it, it. Sometimes that means you've got to talk to a lot more people because you're not putting on a front. But you can live with yourself on a day to day basis, and you can recognize like here are the gaps that are happening, and here's you know a, a little bit less unknowns for me, right? Because there's a lot of unknowns, and so um, you're going to find answers to those unknowns. You're not going to feel the weight as much of trying to be something that you're not. Um, and then as well, you you need to you would be in a point where you can recognize maybe your thing isn't working, right? If there's a chance it's not going to work, there's a chance that you could end up realizing, okay, the effort I've put into this, I've got to close the chapter on this. And you got to be willing to be transparent. If I wasn't willing to be transparent on that, I'd be still trying some ideas that were my ideas and not the thing that came because I stopped trying the idea that was my idea. And yeah. so um, a lot of important things there, but but that's my the biggest. Just be super transparent. Avoid getting into avoid getting an imposter syndrome even to the extent of admitting failure and and be just being straight up open because you just can't you can't carry that weight and lead a family and um yeah yeah it's, it's just it's just impossible yeah that's fantastic advice ryan thank you so much for being with me it has been a privilege it's good to chat with you again and um thank you for everything that you've shared man yeah i enjoy it, man yeah, it's, this All is right. great. Thanks for putting this together. Yes, sir. I'm happy to do it. Thank you so much. Well, I hope you enjoyed this interview. I know it was really a blessing to me. It encouraged me because I am in a similar situation to Ryan. I've got three young kids. There's things that I want to be able to do. There are dreams that I want to pursue. And I understand the weight of I've got kids. I've got to be there. I have to be able to provide for them. I have to be able to give them attention because they need more than just a mother. They also need a dad. This is God's design for the home that the mother and the father are in partnership, parenting and raising the family. And it can be stressful at times to think, 
How do I pursue what I want to do in addition to also helping the family? Ryan shared some wonderful things that he and his wife established, some priorities that they set. And these are priorities that I think we can all take with us. If you want to follow your entrepreneurial pursuits, if you want to start a company or start a business, don't be intimidated by it. Remember, your kids are not a hindrance. Your kids can be a part of the journey. So thank you for being with me today. This is Fathering Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegrift, and I hope you'll join me next time.